Yeah, motherfucker! Yeah, motherfucker! Shut up, I'm talking. Shut up, I'm talking. There you go. And I'll leave in that little chuckle. I'm going to ask you up front, for the love of God, turn that goddamn phone off. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. All right, it is now off. Thank you. I heard that. Boom! I knew what I, I forgot fuck that was. <laughs> Goddamn fun. <laughs> so, uh, an interesting week at work. I now have to wear a surgical mask the entire time I'm there, and uh, that's not where it stops. They're they're implementing uh, they're implementing something new this week because they say the surgical mask just isn't enough. So uh, starting this week, we're going to wear the surgical mask, a ball gag, <laughs> nipple clamps, <laughs> ball extenders, <laughs> uh, butt plugs, <laughs> and a full gimp suit. <laughs> Safety first. <sighs> I did a couple weeks ago, I did submit my podcast buffoonery to uh iHeartRadio to be, to get on their uh, podcast uh, downloads mm-hmm. haven't heard I'm back I'm sure it was rejected of course it was rejected uh, why would it be rejected that's complete shit that's why oh fuck you you haven't even listened uh, I heard enough have you listened yet no I wasn't on it that's what I heard and that's why on uh, all the uh, uh early episodes of this show shut up I'm talking uh, we're going to be playing clips from my show, Buffoonery, so that you'll hear it. Oh, thank you. Whether you like it or not, dick. <laughs> and people will think the same thing. Oh, he's not even on it. Why would I listen to this? Yes, they're, they're all going to think. Yeah, that's exactly what they're going to think. Matt, this guy I've never heard of. Exactly. Wasn't on why, it. Why isn't he on there? Why would I listen if Matt isn't on? That fucker is funny. You know, Paul Calhoun isn't on the show either. Yeah, and you know why? And why? you never heard of him. That's why, because he's never been on the show. There you go. There you yeah. go. With, with logic like that, you can't lose. Exactly. I hope it's, Paul Calhoun's listening. served listening. me well. Served you well? Yeah. You haven't examined your life very closely, have you? Why would I do that? That's <laughs> just asking for trouble. I have made so many questionable decisions in my life. I was thinking about this the other day. So I've known you since I was a little kid. I, I, I was probably like nine or something when I first met you. I believe so, yeah. Something like that. But we didn't really become friends until, I don't even not sure how old I was, 19 or 20? Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yes, okay. No, you were both, no, it was before you were 21. Because remember, you, could, you couldn't drink. Let's tell that story, you turned in 21, where you went to the good guys. <laughs> and that guy said you were old as shit. Wait, you just gave the whole story away. <laughs> you are quite the storyteller. I know. I'm sorry. Well, we can uh, do it over. Yeah, we started hanging when we were, you were about 20, I think. Because that or was... 19 or somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere in the lines. So, because uh, we'll say it 20. It starts to blur after a while. <laughs> I don't know. After about three days. Yeah. Because when we went to uh, Good Guys the first time, when you gave me that horrible advice. What horrible advice? That they'd let me in. The fact that I forgave you for that is amazing. Forgave me for what? I didn't, that horrible advice. Anyway, what so... horrible advice? All right, so our friendship started like this. It was a cold night. 
We were both out in the elements. It was like Empire Strikes Back where I just cut you open and slept there inside you. you. <laughs> so it was my cousin uh, Mike's uh, bachelor party, and it was taking place where I lived at the time, a, a farm in uh, Noakesville, Noakesville, Virginia. Look it up. Yeah, do it now. So eventually, uh, we did as much as we were going to do there, and it was decided that everybody was going to go to Good Guys in uh, Georgetown, D.C. I was underage, so um, I'm going, hey, I, I can't go there, and I was fully prepared to stay back. And then you give me the greatest advice ever. You go, man, they're not going to check your ID. Come on, you'll be fine. Let's go. So we get in the vehicle. We uh, travel all the way into D.C. That's a Probably about a 50-minute drive. And uh, we get... say 50 or 15? 50. Five no, zero. it was not five, that long, that far. From Noakesville no, I'm t- to Georgetown? No, yeah. Yeah, you haven't you're lived here in a long time. 20 miles, that's it. 20 miles? Oh, my God, you're so fucking high. Anyway, <laughs> you have no clue. <laughs> I could look it up, but why bother? It, it's way farther than that. <laughs> it is not farther than that's, that. That's just insanity. Anyway... So we, uh, we make our way to uh, Georgetown, to good Historical guys. Historical accuracy. We, uh, we go up uh, into the back entrance, because it's sexier. <laughs> we go up the uh, metal stairs, each one sharper than the next, and uh, uh, we get inside, and there, of course, is a bouncer. And he's doing what you said they wouldn't, checking every ID no matter who it is. So it's, it's one after another, and I'm, I'm at the back of the line, and I'm going, should I even bother with this? He's going to check it. I'm not of age. So he uh, finally gets to me. He's asked for my ID. I give it to him. On the off chance, he'll just glance at it and move on. And you tell the, the uh, listening audience what he said. You are talking about a, a different time. No. What yeah. other time would there be? The time where it was your 21st birthday and you finally were able to get in legally. No, we went to West Virginia. No, 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 no. Yes, we went to West Virginia. No, you're talking about something else. It was a snowstorm. We went to West Virginia. Why would we go to West Virginia in a snowstorm? It was, it, I, my birthday is in February. I am telling you, man, you're talking about the wrong story. So you, you're telling me that I'm misremembering my own life? Yeah. No, you're wrong. That, because that, you, we, you were all excited because you were le- finally oh, yeah. legal to get in there. And we went in there, and he was this big black dude was not gonna was asking for IDs, and he, you showed him your ID, and he said, "You look old as shit." You're absolutely wrong. How am I wrong? First of all, the bouncer wasn't black. He most certainly was. Matt, I'm telling you, I promise you, on my 21st birthday, I was in front royal. You, me, Mike, Chris, and Aaron. There was a snowstorm. We went to the closest place we could get for strip clubs, which was in West Virginia. And there was one decent one, and all the rest looked like they had hairy chests. I promise you. Uh, Why? I cannot imagine going to West Virginia to go to a strip club. Front Royal is... That sounds insane. Okay. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Front Royal, that's where I was on my 21st birthday with all of you. And we didn't go into D.C. There was a snowstorm. And we were actually surprised the strip club was open. I'm, you know what? I'm telling you, this is You're not absolutely correct. wrong. I'm going to tell not, the story because you I don't be remember. Wrong? How can I be wrong? I was there. There you go, Father Time. Whatever. 
<laughs> Your old man brain cells are doing you harm. Okay, so I'll tell the story because you don't remember. So we go to uh, uh, good guys. I'm not of age. We get to me, the, uh, sec- the uh, security guy, the bouncer. He takes my ID. He looks at it and he goes, you're not even 21. And I, I have no response. And he goes, <laughs> he looks at my picture and goes, and looks at me. Like, you look old as shit. Like I should have been of age. Yeah, I remember I laughed real hard. <laughs> yeah, and then I walked down the stairs. Yes, that's back into the van. Back to the van. <laughs> and I waited. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody else went in. And they came out. And I, we already went all the way up there. Why would we not go in there then? I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying, what great advice. You're not of age. They won't check. How did I know? Didn't they check? They never checked. Well, they did that they night. No, they did the one time. And they checked everybody, not just me. Everybody. You, everybody. Well, you know Fucker. what? I stand corrected. I did have that wrong, didn't I? Yes, you did. All right. See, I, I can admit it. Finally. Good for you. Good for you. There you go. That was really the, the beginning of our friendship. I do remember that same night, we had, I had, this, uh, we had this hammock in the backyard, and you wanted to sit in the hammock, and I was in it, and so you just uh, forcibly removed me and then put your, <laughs> put your foot on my chest. <laughs> I don't remember that either. And I could clearly not move, and I just went, all right, well, you win this time. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. That's mean. <laughs> <sighs> doesn't sound at all like you, does it? No, it doesn't. I don't know where that comes from. Now, hey, I'm going to question that one because that's that's that just sounds cruel. Absolutely true. <laughs> Same night, I went. You know, for a big man, he's rather strong. <laughs> uh, so then it was, um, after that, you needed a, uh, what did you call me, your drum tech? Yeah, my, yeah, drum, roadie drum tech, yeah. Now, I like drum tech better because it sounds like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Not just manual labor. Now, we can get into to the rest of that. Mostly it was uh, just moving your drums. And uh, you had the, your drums, which were already heavy, but you had these in these giant caskets. Mm-hmm. Custom-made cases, road cases. Uh, incredibly heavy. And then, uh, and I'll, uh, hopefully you can remember this part correctly. So you had them in these cases, and you would, uh, we would set up your drums, and you'd go through some sort of a sound check, and then you'd break the drums back down, and then you'd go back home to uh, meditate or whatever you did, wash your balls, and I would stay all, there. All and, of the above. And I would stay there and, uh, and watch over your drums. Now, to me, from my memory... I would just sit there and, and wait for you, and, uh, you know, it was no big deal for me. But other people had different viewpoints. That's, yes. for, that's for you, Matt. It's <laughs> <laughs> an opening for you, sir. Yeah. That, <laughs> yes. You would sit there, and I was, par- I was paranoid, because once, you'd, once we would tear down everything and move it to the side of the stage, because, and I'll just put this out there, we always headlined. Thank you. Uh, I would go home and change and, you know, get all spruced up and all that kind of nonsense. And I was always paranoid about my kit being left there. So you would sit there and 
I don't know what the, what it ha- what started it, but someone had asked me why does that guy always just sit over there and never talk to anyone? I think it was one of the the waitresses, and I said, well, you know, he's he's not he's antisocial or whatever, you know. And she was like, well, you know, maybe I should go over and talk to him. And I said, no, 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 you should really leave him alone because he's he has like social anxieties. He doesn't like people, and he's really kind of he's not used to being out yet, <laughs> right? Well, I said. You know, he's not used to being out. Just, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of, you're going to have to leave him alone because he's a little off still. <laughs> he's been, you know, traumatized. Almost all of that perfectly accurate. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, traumatized? Why, you know, now now she has to know, well, what's wrong with him? I don't, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I can help. Oh. And then, I, see, now, if I had truly been thinking at the time when she started saying something like that, I shouldn't have been a cock block. And I should have said, yeah, why don't you go over there and help him out? See? Give him a little, give him a little handy in the in the back room there. Handy, but no, I don't need a handy. I, I can do that myself. <laughs> I didn't come out directly and say that you were in prison, <laughs> but I I just kind of let it let that sit there for a second, you know. There was an implication. There's an yeah, a very definite implication that you had just been let out of one <laughs> of those places, and it wasn't a good uh, good idea to to mess with you. Prison, asylum, and, it wasn't specified. Yeah. And they were like, oh. And then there's another guy sitting in the bar, and of course, they're all tough guys. You know, you get a couple of drinks, and you, oh, well, he don't look that bad, or he doesn't look, <laughs> you know, the guy must be 80 pounds soaking wet. What's he going to do? <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, I'm, I'm telling you, he is very good with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy went, what? And I said, yeah. I said, you can fuck around with if you want to, but I'm telling you, he is very skilled with a knife. And that is the so, plot of every horrible movie that's ever existed. There's always one person <laughs> that's really skilled with a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they all uh, freaked out. And, for, and I'm saying it just because uh, I'm a dick and I just like thought it was funny. And it was? Because, yeah, it was funny. And, uh, oh no, that caused quite the... Uh, Quite the stir, because not maybe not that show, but the next show or soon afterwards. That's the knife guy. Leave him alone. Don't go over there. Because the other guys that were working with the band, like the sound guys and shit, they were terrified to go over and tell you anything, and the, because they thought they thought you were going to stab them. And the best part about this is that you never told me this. No, I never said a word about it. I had no idea the entire time. And then I tried to tried to help. And more than one time, I said, you, you know, talking to these dingbats, hey, why don't you go over and talk to him? He, you know, you like bad boys. There's, he's, the, he's the baddest <laughs> one around here. And I, I think I was too good at selling it because then, you know, nobody would go near you. And I had rock star hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Long and flowing. It was. It flowed right out the back of your head. Yes, it's, uh, it's all gone now. But... Ultimately, it was a good thing because my equipment was never touched or messed with. It's true. Which was the uh, objective. So there you go. So we'll, we'll speed through this. We can, uh, in you know, future episodes, I'm sure we'll, we'll delve back in the, in the lore. Next time on Shut Up, I'm Talking. Before we were friends, you moved to Los Angeles. How old were you when you uh, moved to Los Angeles? I was 20. Wow. You can remember back that far? Well, it's kind of a guess, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you crashed and burned fast. Okay, so thank you. You're in Los Angeles. That is the kind of support I was looking for. <laughs> you're in Los Angeles. You're in a hovel. I feel so much better with that kind of <laughs> compassion <laughs> and understanding. Thank, thank you. And accuracy. And, All right. and, okay, and accuracy. There you go. You know that kid that we get riding riding along on a bicycle, and you just jab a stick to the spokes, <laughs> and just to watch him flip. Funny every time. Yeah, you know what? You you need a rim shot. That's what you need. And the current Twin Cities area temperature under partly cloudy skies, forty-one degrees. Now back to the Larry King Show. From the nation's capital, the Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Larry King Show. And now, one of America's foremost interviewers, Larry King. I shit my pants last night. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. When was the last time you shit your pants? Been a while? I was in Vegas a couple years ago. This is an honest-to-God true story. Staying at the Bellagio, and I went over to the Mirage for dinner, and I met some friends of mine over there. Went to Kokomo's, a great little steakhouse. This guy brings out some fresh crab legs and says, These just came in. I gotta give them to you guys. Brings a set, and I'm eating them. Then we go gamble a little bit. I had a tea time early in the morning, so I said, Look, I gotta get going. I'm walking back to the hotel, and I get three-quarters of the way out of the lobby, and all of a sudden I go, oh, fuck. I'm standing there. I got my butt pinched. I'm fucked. I can't move. I had food poisoning from the crabs. And I'm just standing there, and it's running down my leg. I got jeans on, black bucks, no socks, and I just start fucking walking, and every time I walk, something comes out. It's water. Just straight fucking water. Then to show you how sick I was, I'm standing outside and make a call on my cell phone. I call a guy. I said, Larry, you're not going to believe this. I'm standing outside the lobby of the Bellagio. I can't move. I got shit everywhere. I got shit all over myself. And Larry's about a 48 waist. So he brings me over a pair of his pants and some towels. And he comes over and he meets me. It's 12 o'clock at night. He goes back in and finds the closest bathroom in the lobby of the hotel. And then I get on the escalator. And he pretends like he dropped something so no one gets behind me. He tells me where it is and he goes in there. Goes and gets the towels all wet for me. Throws them over the fucking stall. I take off all my fucking clothes. Just wipe off. Leave my shoes, my pants, everything right there. The towels just right there in the stall. And I'm walking barefoot with my shirt and with these pants that are 48 waist. Through the lobby at midnight. Got up in the morning and took the most perfect double tapered shit I'd ever had in my life. True story. Are we back from the break yet? <laughs> 